This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water, a company at war with hot. They believe that the coldest things are the best things in life. Built for athletes and high performers, they're famous for creating the coldest water bottles, to the coldest pillow, to the coldest ice packs. And they've even developed the coldest dog bed and dog bowl to keep your furry friends cooler during the hotter months. Get 10% off your first order by using code TINYLEAPS at coldest.com. In this episode, we look at something I call the behavior difficulty scale. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and uh, today I want to talk about something I call the behavior difficulty scale. Now, what exactly is this? Well, let's talk about something that I think we all sort of experience and go through. How often do you find yourself starting a new behavior, starting a new habit, starting a new routine, and stopping again? How often do you find yourself really putting in the work, trying to create the plan, figuring out when you're going to do it and what you're going to do and so on and so forth, and you start and you're excited and you're in it, you are doing it, only a few weeks later to realize that you haven't done it in a few days. And then after that, you realize, oh, you still haven't done it in a few days. Now, we touched on this a few episodes ago. I talked about how to get back into it. And that episode really covered the process of how to start back up. Once you've started something and you've fallen off, how do you get back into it? How do you overcome the like mental hurdle and obstacle to make it uh, uh, work again and make it a part of your life again? In today's episode, what I want to talk about is how to avoid stopping in the first place. How do we make consistency work for us? How do we make it practical for us? And that is where the behavior difficulty scale comes in. So when we get back, we are going to break down what the behavior difficulty scale is and how we can apply it to make our own lives a little bit more consistent. Stay tuned. This podcast is sponsored by The Coldest Water, a company at war with hot. I've been using my coldest water bottle for a few weeks now, and I've been a massive fan. Some of you know that I have a disability that affects my right hand called monomelic amyotrophy. Long story short, the muscles in my right hand have pretty much all atrophied, and there are some pretty annoying things that I just can't do with that arm. And this has made it difficult to carry things like a 32-ounce water bottle without dropping it. But that hasn't been an issue with the coldest 
32 ounce bottle thanks to how their handle is designed it's big i can fit my hand into it and it allows me to carry it almost like a bag rather than as a bottle so I'm able to drink more water each day without all the frustration of dropping the bottle all day long. And needless to say, that water is cold. So make the switch today and get 10% off your first order by using code TINYLEAPS at coldest.com. So what exactly is the behavior difficulty scale? Well, the concept is really simple. We have three versions of a behavior. And in order for this to work, we need to change how we think about goals and habits and behaviors, because it can't be that we are looking to produce this very specific activity. If that's the case, then there's really no scaling it. And we'll talk about what scaling it means in a second. What we need to change to is the lifestyle change that we're looking for, the area of our life that's important to us. So for example, rather than saying my goal is to get to the gym, I need to change my goal to I want to improve my fitness, right? So I pick an area of my life that's important to me, and that's where I want to improve. That's where I want to focus. From there, there are any number of behaviors that allow me to produce that outcome that allow me to improve my fitness. So that could mean going to the gym, it could mean going for a run, it could mean doing yoga, it could mean going for a walk, it could just mean stretching every day. But it gives me more options as far as what qualifies towards that improvement rather than being super strict with the behavior itself. This is a reason why over the years I've started to not be as big of a fan of things like the SMART goal framework. Yes, it's good to be specific and measurable and all of those things, but it's also very rigid. And as you know, life is complicated. Things get in the way. Things pop up that we would never even consider. So the first step is we need to change how we view goals and how we view and define the areas of our lives that we want to improve. And we do this by shifting towards a focus area. So what is that area in your life that's important to you? Whether that's your fitness, your nutrition, your finances, your career, your relationships, your mental health, or any other area you can think of. What is that area that means something to you that is important to you? Make that your goal. My goal is to improve blank. From there, you'll have significantly more flexibility in the types of behaviors that can help you accomplish that, and that will allow us to build the behavior difficulty scale. Now, let's talk about scaling up. What is scaling up? Well, it's a very simple concept. It is essentially allowing ourselves to have multiple versions of a behavior that satisfies the goal. So if we are working on improving our fitness, going back to that example, then like I laid out earlier, there are a number of different behaviors that would qualify there. There are a number of different things that would allow us to improve our fitness. So what are some of them? Well, maybe stretching is important to us. And this might not allow us to lose weight necessarily, if that's our goal, but that could allow us to maintain flexibility and mobility as we age. Or maybe we are focused on losing weight. And if that's the case, then maybe uh, we have the options of cardio versus going to the gym versus kettlebells versus uh, dumbbells versus calisthenics. So 
when we approach this from a top-down, what is the area we want to improve perspective? And then from there, we start to list out behaviors that sort of help us achieve the things we want. We get a longer list of potential behaviors. And what scaling up is, is essentially organizing those behaviors into how difficult they are for us to complete. So that us part is important. There's a lot of context required for this. For some people, getting to the gym is ridiculously easy. It's just a part of who they are. They eat, sleep, and breathe going to the gym for some reason. And they they love it. So for those people, getting to the gym might be the easy behavior. For other people, going for a run is the easy behavior. For other people, rowing is the easy behavior. So for ourselves, based on who we are and what we enjoy, we need to organize the list of potential behaviors that we could take to accomplish this improvement in whatever area we're focused on. We need to take those behaviors and organize them into a scale from easiest to hardest for us to complete and be consistent with. And there are a number of things we can do to get this information. So as we go through each of the behaviors, we can ask ourselves some very simple questions. One that I love that a uh, friend of mine who's also consulting me on some stuff with the app, she's a, uh, a PhD in behavioral psychology, she's a behavioral consultant. She raised this question that I really love and I wanted to share it with you. It is on a scale of one to 10, How likely are you to complete this behavior when you are in your worst place, your worst state? So picture yourself when you're tired, you're exhausted, you're hungry, you are just not who you want to be. Like you're just not there. How likely are you to complete this behavior? If the answer is anything less than seven, then it goes towards the end of that scale. It's harder for you to do. If the answer is more than seven, it goes towards the beginning. It's easier for you to do. And I'm actually going to add a little twist to this. I would say scale of 1 to 10, but you can't choose 7. You have to go one side or the other. You can't go smack dab in the middle like we all do. So that's a really simple question you can ask yourself so that we can start to build out that scale. And once we have this list of behaviors that are our easiest to hardest for us to complete based on the specific area that we want to stay focused on, then we have our behavior difficulty scale. We know that we can choose three behaviors from that scale. Three things, one easy one, one uh, target behavior, and one challenging behavior. And what this does is on those days when we are at our worst, on those days when we are exhausted and we are hungry and we just don't have the time, we just can't fathom doing that thing, Let's say the target behavior is getting to the gym. We can't fathom going to the gym. It's just going to be too hard. On those days, we have the easy option. We've already identified what it is. It's part of our plan. And then on the days that we feel really good, we have the challenging option. We've already identified what it is. It's part of our plan. And then, of course, we have the target itself, the thing that we do as our default. Now, why is this important? Well, the first piece of this is that it's better planning. It allows us to put together a system to keep executing when things get more challenging. Rather than having to debate and negotiate and constantly talk ourselves into doing the thing, rather than wasting all of that energy, we've already got it decided. Hey, I don't feel good today. Boom, I'm doing the, the, the easy one. I feel great today. I'm doing the challenging one. Like We already have that decided. 
But the second one is a little bit more psychological. And it comes down to this. When we decide on a specific behavior that we want to take for this thing to count towards our goals, when, once we make that decision, anything outside of that is not going to feel like an accomplishment. So, for example, if we decide that we want to improve our fitness and to do that, we're going to go to the gym. That's our specific behavior. If we feel really tired one day and we just think and we're just at home, we're just like, no, I can't make it to the gym, right? We could do some push-ups. We could do some sit-ups, but we're unlikely to because that's not the specific behavior we agreed to. That's not part of the contract we created with ourselves. And what this does ultimately is stop us from taking any action because we can't take the perfect action. Whereas if we just broaden our definition of what counts, if we allow ourselves to count the easy behavior, to count the challenging behavior, and to count the target behavior, if we allow those things to be part of the contract from day one, then when we hit those walls, when we are struggling to do the target, we can still rely on the easier behavior and feel good about it and feel like we still accomplished what we said we were going to accomplish. So that's the behavior difficulty scale. To put it simply, we identify what it is that we want to focus on, which area, rather than on specific behaviors. Then we identify the behaviors within that area that can help us to achieve that goal. And then finally, we organize those behaviors into a scale from easiest to hardest, and we choose three of them that we are going to count towards that specific goal we have. So I hope this has been helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you are listening to this right now, find the podcast over on YouTube. The link is in the description of this episode and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I'd love to have that conversation with you. And I'm responding to every comment. So honestly, if you want to chat, that's the best place to do it. Or of course, you can join us in the Discord, which is also linked in the description of this episode. So thank you so much for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.